Welcome back to the Voice of Hope. Today I wanted to share a interview from the Voice of Hope show I had on Facebook. I did a live interview with Dr. Renee Woods. She was sharing her testimony of overcoming addiction. I hope as you listen to her testimony that you would be inspired that nothing is impossible with God on your side. And here is Dr. Renee Woods' interview. Thank you, Lord. Here we go. Well, thank you, uh, Dr. Renee Woods, for joining us tonight. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your testimony. It's an honor to have you here. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Uh, I wanted to start out, uh, uh, Rob Smith, I wanted to welcome him to the live. And uh, everyone else that's already joined, welcome. Uh, how, uh, when you first started out uh, having issues with uh, drugs, how did that start? And, uh, like, you know, how old were you? When did that begin? Well, um, I was a teenager uh-huh. when I first started smoking marijuana. I know uh-huh. they call it they call it something else weed back then we called it marijuana weed. Um, it was the people that I was around. There were certain people that smoked, and it was they offered it. You know, try it. it like just not like you're looking for it. I wasn't looking for it. I heard when I was in school, do not do drugs. You know. Um, we would watch it on TV where they would take a skillet and put an egg in it and they said, this is your brain on drugs. So everything about drugs was negative to me. It was nothing that I wanted to get involved in. But then when I started just hanging around certain people and they did it, I just ended up doing it, basically. It wasn't the fact that, okay, um, I seen any parents or anything do that at that particular time. Or I was around, it was my peers. It was more like peer pressure. You're out there with them and they have something and you give it a try. And then once you moved to into adulthood, did you go into heavier drugs? Yes, I went from, my, um, when it was, I was like about 19 and um, I was working at this uh, particular job and I met some people and they were sniffing coke and that was something I tried after that. I was sniffing um, cocaine um, and then later on it, it went to freebase. They showed me how to do that and then I went from that to smoking crack. And I tried little things like uppers, and I never would shoot needles, but I, I had something about needles. You know how we don't even like getting needles in our arms to get blood, so I stayed away from that. I was around all of that because there's so many different people involved in so many different types of drugs. So I knew, no, so I just, I tried crack, and um, basically... You know, it was more of that and drinking. I liked it to drink. It goes hand in hand. You know, when you're doing drugs, you can you, you can go from one 
place to another, you think you ain't going to try something and you'll go there. There's something with needles, I would not do that. And then as you got further into your addiction, uh, did it get worse? Do you ever end up homeless or, uh, you know, what happened as uh, your addiction progressed and then what started to turn you around in your addiction? Well, I never was homeless. I never was homeless because my mom was always there. It, th what was really bad is I was a mother. And my mother was there, so I would leave my daughter with my mother. And I would just go and, and just hang out. I mean, I was married, but I was, my husband, he lived at his mother. I lived at my mom. My mom was there, and it was like, you know, I just want to go out and hang out and party with my friends. Back then, it was like going to the club and, and dancing. And it wasn't so much when you're walking around. See, a lot of people don't understand you know, we look at people at doing drugs and we put them all in one category and we, we say, well, okay, this is how a drug addict is. And you got different stages. You got so many different people doing many different things. You got a person that might just stay home and do drugs. You might find a person that is out on the street because they're out looking, looking for it. But there's so many different things. With me, I liked it to get high, but I wanted to go to the club. I wanted to dance. I still wanted to dance. I still wanted to do those things that, that made, I felt made me happy. I didn't want to just sit there and get high and, and, and just, no, it was all about having fun, you know, drinking and, and getting high. And that's what I thought was fun. That's what I thought was going to make me happy. Um, when I was out there, what was bad is I was a mother and thank God that my mother was there watching my daughter because when you're out there and you, you, you know, you're, you're chasing something because seeing, we have to understand that this word addicted, it, it means, you know, physically and mentally dependent on a particular substance. I was physically and mentally dependent. I felt like I had to get high. Things wasn't really, you know, bad, bad in my life. I, but there was a root issue to why I was going out there getting high. Um, being a mother, leaving my daughter, you know, oh, my God. There was one time in my life that... I thought, think back and I says, you know, I took my daughter with me and my friend, she was like, she wanted to get, could have ended up, somebody could have ended up taking her, but I thank God that um, none of those things happened. I hope I answered the question. What was the other question? You kind uh, of well, oh, we lost her. The next question you asked me. Uh, the next question was, so you said you had a daughter. So at times would she be on the streets with you when you were trying to find the drugs? No, there was a time that I was with my friends and um, basically we did go and, and um, try to get something. But um, never did I, I, I didn't have out on the corner or anything like that, no. I, I had my mother and my family there, basically, but there was a time that I felt like, oh, you know, I shouldn't have her with me because 
we're out here, we're getting ready to get into something. And so we did end up taking her home. But that just, that bothered me, you know. Um, it's just, it, you know, when I think about, when I go back and I think about doing drugs and getting high, you know, you, like I said before, everybody's different. We're all struggling with different things and we all handle things differently. Something inside of me said, no, I, my child has to be home. I didn't want my child with me doing drugs. Mm -hmm. One time I was at a family member's house and went down in the basement and I felt she because she said later on, I seen you put that thing to your mouth. That bothered me. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what brought you to the awareness that you thought that you needed help and, uh, you know, you decided to turn your life around from this addiction? Well, um, basically, let me say it like this. I really didn't even realize I had an addiction. I didn't realize. I just felt I was just getting high and hanging out. Didn't look at it as, oh, you got an addiction and you need help. What, what happened was, thank God, that my husband, who was saved, he was born again, he, he was a backslider at that particular time. He had turned his back on Jesus. But when his mother passed away, he rededicated his life back to God. And then he decided to tell me that I needed to get right with God. And I listened to him because I was raised up in the way. I knew the way. I knew that Jesus, you know, was my answer. I believed in God. But I needed him to tell me, you need to get your life together. Sometimes we we doing things and we're not really understanding that you have a problem. Renee, you have a problem. You need to get your life together. Don't you know that if you keep on going in this direction, something bad is going to happen? So my husband was used as an instrument by God Almighty to tell me, he said, you are devil's advocate. You need to get right with God. And the first thing I said, I looked at him, I was like, oh, no, what are you talking about? In other words, I said something else. I'm not going to say it on live. But I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, I love God. How many times have people said, I love God? Uh, what do you, you, because I felt offended that he's telling me I need to get right with God. I'm like, I believe in God. But no, I believe, but I didn't serve him. I didn't know him to the point that I was willing to sell out, give, get rid of all the mess, get rid of all the drugs, hanging out, partying, doing my own thing. So he gave me, God used him to tell me, Renee, you need to get right with God. And he didn't just leave me there. He told me that, he said, one thing I have to say, my mom told me, if you want to be saved, pray. Lord, please save me. Seems so simple. He said it so simple. He didn't beat me in the head. He just said, pray. Lord, please save me. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. So I looked at him. I was like, mm -hmm, yeah, okay. But deep down inside, I knew that I needed to get it together. And I went in the room and I watched Highway to Heaven. I know a lot of people looking at this and say, what is Highway to Heaven? Well, that was a program on TV. 
and it was a good one. And I sat there because I heard what he said. And then I'm looking at this program that's talking about heaven. See, we got to understand that we're all travelers and we're all on a journey, each and every man, woman, boy, and girl. Because God created the heaven and earth and he formed man in his own image. He is the master builder, the master planner. He created us. He didn't create me to be on crack. He didn't create me to be strung out. He didn't want me to be miserable. He wanted me to be his daughter. So even though I was on the wrong pathway, he sent my husband to give me direction, just like he's using you today and how he's using many others that are born again and washed by the blood of Jesus to tell somebody who's addicted to this ungodly substance, be it crack, be it any kind of drugs, no matter what you're, you're bound up with, that there is a way out. He is the way of escape. And that's what was told to me when I sat in that room and I watched Highway to Heaven and I thought about what he said. He said, pray. That's simple. Pray. Lord, please save me. But see, I was at a point that I knew I needed to get it right. I didn't know how it was coming. I didn't know. I didn't run to the church. I didn't run. No, but the church came to me when it came to my husband. All I knew is something isn't right. And I didn't feel good about myself. I cried. And I prayed. I didn't tell everybody. I said, Lord, please save me. Come into my heart. And that was the beginning of my breakthrough. Woo, glory to God. Aha, hallelujah. That was the beginning of my breakthrough. Glory. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. So when you started to begin to... Uh, come off of the drugs and everything is that when you started to get into the ministry i know you're uh an ordained minister is that when you started to pursue that in the church i couldn't hear you and you kind of faded with, oh i'm uh, sorry i said when when you got off of the uh drugs and um okay. you started to turn your life around is that when you started to um get into being a pastor and getting ordained? I know that's been how many years ago now? About 25? Well, I, I was born again, and it's real amazing because I was born again in 1990 on November the 4th, my husband's birthday. There's no way I can forget oh. that day. Yes, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I finally got to a point in my life that... I was going to go to church. My husband was going to church with my mother and my daughter, and I was like, I ain't going to church. But then one day, you know, I said, I'm going to get up and I'm going to church. And I went to this church, which was happens to be Hope Missionary Baptist <gasps> Church. Hope Missionary Baptist Church in Long Island, New York. And the pastor there was a woman of God named Pastor Barbara Lemon. And she was preaching the message, I'll never forget it, about Sodom and Gomorrah. And my life was a Sodom and Gomorrah. If anybody know about that story, when you're bound up in so much chaos and so much problems, Sodom and Gomorrah was an evil place. It was a wicked place where people were sinning and it was a lot of homosexuality.
homosexuality. It was a lot of sin. I, I bet you they were doing some kind of drug. I don't know what kind of drugs they had then. They probably didn't have crack, but they had something. But there was just pollution. It was, it was a, a terrible place to be. But a man of God by the name of Lot, which was Abraham's nephew, was in Sodom and Gomorrah with his family. And God delivered him from that place. So the woman of God was preaching about that. But I had already had it in my heart when I cried out to Jesus for myself. I said, Lord, please save me. Come into my heart. So when I heard the preach word of God spoken through the woman of God, then when they did an altar call, I came to the altar and I gave my life to the Lord Jesus in 1990. And then 1991, he called me to preach the gospel. He, matter of fact, I heard the voice of the Lord say to me, he said, preach my word, lead my people. Woo, rabashe, glory to God. Don't, don't mind me, I'm going to get excited because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out. See, when a person is addicted to something, woo, mm, they run at that thing. And I was running it. It was party time. It was I'm going to get high Friday comes. I got to go drink my liquor. But now that I have Christ on the inside, working on the outside, I'm running for my life. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to do everything. See, because I changed partners. I have a new partner. I found out that I can be addicted to Jesus. I don't have to be addicted to anything else. See, when you receive Christ as Lord and Savior, and he comes on the inside. Uh, he takes away that taste of the drugs. Uh, he took away the taste of the alcohol. Rabbi say, and he washed me. Because the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. That's why I was able to get off of drugs because he came in on the inside and he took away those old things and he gave me a new walk and a new talk. Now I know there's a lot of people, some have to go to the doctors or they go to um, different programs to get delivered and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you come to my Jesus, if you give your life to Jesus, if you say, Lord, please save me, come into my heart, he is able to take it all away. My God, he did it for me. He took away cigarettes from me because I used to smoke cigarettes. He took away the alcohol. He took away the crap. And he took away a whole lot of other things. So that's how it happened. And then he called me to preach the gospel in 1991. Woo, glory to God. And he, I was ordained. First of all, I was ordained an evangelist. And then he called me the pastor in 2005 in New York, Long Island, New York, and I was ordained as a pastor. And then out here in Florida, I got my doctorate degree, and God has just been blessing me, and, and, and he stirred up creativity. See, a lot of times we, we don't understand what's on the inside. Many people are hurting, and they don't know their self-worth. They have been through some serious things. There's always a root issue. There's always a cause and effect in a person's life. Some people are going through some things in their life. Even in, in my home, there was some stuff that wasn't good. My father was an alcoholic. My father used to smoke weed and we found it in the closet. But
But even though things were all crazy in my life, I still had to come to a point in my life that I had to make up my mind. What are you going to do? Are you going to stay in this state? Are you going to stay bound up? God is real. He loves the world. For the Bible says in John 3, 16, for God so loves the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, that means crack addict, prostitute, homosexual, that means the, the homeless man, the wayward child, anybody, whosoever, whosoever, whatever you're going through today, if you would repent, if you would cry out, all the answers to you, all God asks for you to do is want him in your life. Accept his son, Jesus. Believe that he died and rose on the third day. Whosoever is anyone, he doesn't frown his nose up. There are people, yeah, that don't understand why people are on drugs. Well, there are people are hurting on drugs. But he came to heal the brokenhearted. He came to set the captives free. I was hurting and didn't understand I was hurt. I was trying everything to, to feel good. I was looking for love in all the wrong places. No man could do it. Not even a family member could do it. But Jesus did it. He did it on Calvary's cross when he died and he arose on the third day. So whosoever, he said, for whosoever believeth in him. You, if you, you got to do is just give your life to Jesus. If you give your life to Jesus, he'll take care of everything. He's a healer. He's a healer and a mind regulator and a heart fixer. Woo, glory to God. Yes, he is. He'll take the taste out your mouth. He'll heal your family. Ah, he'll heal your children. Hey, glory to God. He'll do it. Because see, if the devil, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And if he can mess with you, he's not after just you. So if you're on crack, if you're taking pills, uh, if you're bound up in any addiction, uh, all you got to do is say, Lord, please save me. Come into my heart because he's going to heal you and he's going to heal your children. He's going to fix your family. But if you allow Satan, whose job is to kill, steal, and destroy, to make you think that you can't come out of this situation, that you can't be free from this crack or any kind of drug you're on, the pills, I don't care what it is. Some people are addicted to pharmaceutical medicines. They're, they're popping all kinds of pills. They're doing all kinds of things. And the drugs today ain't like the drugs back in the days. They're worse. So if you would just give your life to Jesus and let him come in, he'll make a way out of no way. He did that for me. something there's so many addictions out there you know and uh they come in all different forms you know not just the crack you know the cocaine uh not just alcohol not just uh pills it can come in addicted to food uh sexual addictions uh just an addiction to uh 
gossip even. I mean, there's just all kinds of addiction out there. And and And, when I I spoke about addiction before I looked up the the meaning to be addictive, and you got to think about it, it means to be physically and mentally dependent on a particular substance. Stop right there. Mm -hmm. What substance is driving you? What is binding you? Like you said, it could be anything. Some people are just addicted to um, watching TV so much that they can't do nothing else. Being on our phones or whatever, if anything is keeping you from God, you, 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 you can't stay in that state. And I say that to anybody. Whatever is keeping you from God, he is the answer. He's the only. I'm addicted to Jesus. I'm addicted to Jesus. I looked in the Bible and I, I seen, I was like, let me look up the word addiction. Well, not just basically addicted. And 1 Corinthians, the 16th chapter and the 15th verse, it says, I beseech you, brethren, ye know the house of Stephan, that it is the first fruit of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. We need to be addicted to Jesus and the ministry of the saints. Loving people. Be addicted to loving and helping people. Be a hope for people. Care for people. Watch over people. Ministry of love. That's what God is. Love. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's so true. That's so true. Amen. I want to thank you for just being so open and, you know, sharing your testimony. Because a lot of people out there, you know, they're hungry for answers. And I'd like to invite some more of our guests in. Hi, Danny Cosby. Thank you for joining. He was our guest last week talking about uh, his recovery and addiction. Uh, he said, addicted to love. You know that old song? Some of you may have heard it, The yeah. Power of Love. You know, that that is true, addicted to love. And my brother says, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Come on, glory. And uh, Rob Smith, I want to welcome you and our other guest that is on here tonight. Thank you for joining. And uh, that's so true. So true. Uh, I know when people's coming off of certain addictions, you know, they're uh, they got to get focused, got to get around some positive people. And uh, like you did, you know, you give your life to the Lord and you started seeking, you know, the Lord in your life and, uh, started, you know, getting deeper into his word. That's what helped you, you know, overcome. And I wanted to mention that as I was thinking about that. Uh, Dr. Renee Wood, she is working on a book, and it's also going to tell her story. It's called, Yes, Jesus is the Only Way. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Your book you're working on? Yes. Yes, the book is Yes, Jesus is the Only Way. It's it's a testimony from a traveler who is now heaven-bound. 
It's my life story. And and just telling people, letting them know. There are many people out here today, and I, I had, it was birthed from me watching a program and say it. It was Oprah Winfrey and T.D. Jakes, and he was interviewing Oprah Winfrey. And at the time, I needed to get my thesis done, and um, God put it in my spirit to answer the question because she was really asking, is Jesus the only way? And God put it in my spirit, yes. Just answer the question. We're beating around the bush in the body of Christ. We're, we're just, okay, I believe this is what the Bible said. No, she asked you a question. Yes, Jesus is the only way. So that's where the book was birthed out. And it's all about what God did for me in my life, how he brought me out of darkness into his marvelous light. And it, it shows the journey. I take you through the journey of my life, uh, how I was in an automobile accident in 1988 and almost died. I broke my neck. I broke my hip. I broke my leg in four places, a fractured pelvis and a broken arm. And I was chasing the drugs. I was out there, I left work, jumped in a car with some people, and we headed down, and we were going to get, they were drinking at the job, and I was like, I had just told my husband, I'm never going to drink again, I'm not going to do it again. How many times people say, I'm not going to do it, well, I said, I'm not going to do it again, and when I got to that job, I jumped in that car, and the car was split in half, and my body was thrown, and I was the only one that had, had all those injuries. Broken neck, broken hip, broken leg in four places, fractured pelvis, and a broken arm. I laid in the hospital for two and a half months. And all I could think about laying in that bed was dyeing my hair blonde and going to the club. You hear what I'm saying? Wow. But the Lord had a way. He sent some pastors. And my mama was praying. She sent her pastor. And they said not a word. They just sat at my bed and prayed. I was laying there with halo on my head and, and, and just messed up, messed up. And then another pastor came and he was ministering to me and he sent his wife. I'm over here telling the wife, hey, let's go to the club. It took two years after that. Even though I broke my neck, I still was chasing, wanting to get out there until I got that message through my husband. But that's wow. what the book is about, my life story. That is just, that's awesome. So you had actually, when you broke your neck and had all those injuries, it still took you two years before you gave the drugs up, even after all of that. Yeah. Correct? Two, it, was, it was two years after I broke my neck, I still wanted to run and, and, and get high, but it took... My husband, God working through him to give me the truth. and, and But you got to want to be delivered. You ain't going to get delivered from the drugs or anything if you don't want it. You got to want to be set free. The first thing you got to yeah. do is you have to want it. And I say that to anybody else. You, you know you don't like being in that state. You know you don't like being on drugs. You know you don't like chasing nothing and having something control you. Then, then give it up, and you can have it all. But you got to want it. Mm -hmm. You got to want a new life. And I wanted it. 
and God came and I accepted. I repented and I gave my life to Jesus. And that's what the book is all about. That is beautiful. I can't wait till you get the book out. I would love, I would be honored if you, when your book is published that you would come back on The Voice of Hope and we could help promote your book and put it out there, you know. If you would, uh, I'd like to extend that as an open invitation for you to come back whenever it's published. And uh, I look forward to that. If you I would like to come honor. back on. It'd be a blessing. Thank you. Thank you. Well, when, uh, welcome, Sadie. Thank you for joining. And uh, thank you guys all for joining tonight and uh, listening to Dr. Renee Woods' testimony. And um, just be inspired that if you're out there and that, you know, you know someone or you're on drugs right now yourself, that there's always hope. And uh, she has been over 25 years clean from drugs. And she's an ordained minister now. She's out there uh, living a good life, preaching God's word, ministering to so many others through what she's been through. And, uh, you know, there is always hope, no matter how rough the road you went down has gotten, no matter how deep you have dug yourself into this pit, there is always hope. Yeah. Just like Dr. Brown, Dr. Woods had talked about, there is always hope hope. Dr. Woods was saying that even after she had been in a tragic accident that, you know, she still it took her two years uh, to get her life together. Uh, but she's now, she's on that right road and there's always hope. Always hope. Uh, Danny Cosby yeah. said uh, advice, advice for people in anxiety. Do you have any advice for people that's dealing with anxiety? Excuse me, I couldn't hear you. <coughs> uh, we, had, we had a question. He said, is there any advice for people in anxiety that's dealing with anxiety? Any uh, advice for people that are dealing with anxiety? Yes. Uh -huh. Did you hear okay. me? Well, God is a healer. He is a healer from any sickness because he... Is not a God of sickness. He doesn't put sickness on us. My advice for you is to pray. And, and yes, you go to, I, I believe strongly in going to your doctors because, I mean, I'm on medication for certain things. I take it, but I pray over myself. I ask God to touch this body. I speak his word. He said that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but he delivers them out of them all. And if you are a believer, you have to stand on the promises of God that healing is the children's bread. You still go to your doctor. You still do those things, but you claim your healing in your body. And you, you speak to that body. I do it. I speak to this body. I've been dealing with pain in the back and this and that and the other. And, and I speak to this body and I said, body, you are whole in the name of Jesus. God can deliver you from anxiety. He can deliver you today. You just got to cry out, Lord, have your way in this body. Speak to your body. Speak the word of God. Hold on to the word of God and believe it is so. 
got to say it is so. See, we are faith believers. Think about in the Bible with the woman with the issue of blood. That woman was bleeding and dealing with what she was dealing, running to the doctors. See, she went to the doctors. She went to the doctors. But when she heard that Jesus was in the town, everybody was following, following after Jesus, she knew where her answer was. Where her answer was. So she, think about it, she was unclean to the people. She wasn't supposed to be touching anybody and being around anybody. She crawled down and got on her knees and got, if I can but just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. So she had faith, woo, glory to God, to believe that her answer was in Jesus. See, we got to believe. Yeah, she did spend all her money. Doctors here, doctors had no money. But she was rich when she touched the hem of his garment because she was made whole. And Jesus said, who touched me? He knew she touched, but she, he was letting them know because it was the faith that touched him. Of course, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So that's my encouragement. You keep your eyes on the prize. Talk to your heavenly father. Trust him. The words of God says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. But in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. That's so true. That's so true. And a lot of times uh, I have felt myself that dealing with anxiety with my condition, uh, a lot of natural products, uh, you know, has helped me, you know, like uh, cam chamomile tea, you know, stuff like that, you know, mm -hmm. trying to learn to get the body to calm down and heal naturally. And because our bodies, you know, uh, whether you're dealing with an illness or you're uh, coming off of addiction, your body's got to get back into alignment to work properly. So a lot of times if we just get ourselves into a new rhythm of uh, settling down at night, you know, taking the electronics off a couple hours before bed yeah. and not, you know, viewing the electronics, maybe listening to some soft music, drinking yes. some chamomile tea because... Yes, and worship. We have been in such a uh, electronic age, and everything's going constantly all day. And we may be working. Uh, we may have, you know, talked and helped a lot of people throughout the day. So we have to learn to, you know, ask God to help us clear our minds and just, uh, you know, put on some good worship music and just, you know. Uh, try to wind down and try to use that as a, a daily habit to get in. I know that's helped me a lot to help calm some of my anxiety because I know a lot of people, you know, deal with, deal with that, whether they're coming off of an addiction or a chronic illness or whatever. There's just so much, you know, we live in such a fast-paced world in this time, this day and time, and uh, just learning, you know, to do that. I agree with that. I agree with that. I really feel because when I got saved, you know, and yeah, you get delivered from things, um, but then those things try to come back and mess with you. I found peace on my knees. I found my answer in just seeking God and loving him 
and, and reading his word and singing. I stayed on my knees. Even when things seemed cuckoo crazy around me, I was just talking to God and praying and singing. And I'm not the greatest singer, but <laughs> I would just stay on my knees. And, and let me tell you, he's a healer. He's a mind regulator and he's a heart fixer. So just keep your eyes on him and keep praying and loving him. It's the answer. I'm here to tell you, that's the answer. He can, he can, because he, he's looking, he's saying, he opened up blind eyes. He unstuffed deaf ears. Jesus healed. He came to heal the brokenhearted. So we got to believe that like never before and just get wrapped up and tied up in him. His word says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadows of the almighty. He is a healer, so we just abide. Get in that secret place. Love on God, and he's going to love on you. He's going to take care of us. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That's where I felt. With all these broken bones, having pain, there was times when I was writing that book, I could not get up. My husband would have to lift me off the, off the bed because of the pain in my lower back. And all the other things I've been through, I crawled on the floor. I went through so many different things in this body. I was like the woman with the issue of blood because I, I was bleeding for months and I had to end up getting a hysterectomy. I mean, I, I can go on and on and on and on. But all those different trials, all those different things I went through, the Bible says, tribulation work with patience, hope, and experience. What it does is it should build you. It should make you, not break you. And it got me to keep seeking the Lord, keep crying out to God, keep praying. And, and every time I did, I got a little bit stronger and a little bit more stronger and then a little bit, bit more stronger. And it kept me going, going. So when the enemy hit me with this, when they thought I had cancer in my uterus, nope, I'm keep going. Oh, you got ovarian cancer. Oh, oh, you're going to need a pacemaker. Oh, you're going to need, I don't want to do that. All that stuff. But it, it drew me closer. Ooh, Rebecca, it drew me closer. The answer is, wrap yourself up in God. He got, he's the healer. He created these bodies. Got to trust him. Got to trust him. It, it don't, it's not easy. I'm going to say that. But you just keep you on your knees and you pray and all of a sudden you find yourself in that secret place of the most high. Come on, think about that. The secret place of the most high. If he comes in, don't you think he's going to take care of you? He's going to give you the peace, which passes all understanding, which will keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Just wrap yourself up in the love of God and he'll make everything all right. I'm getting excited right now. <laughs> that is perfectly fine and it is like you said it is a process it's work yeah. it's work that and we got to do that work you know and we got to work on our uh relationship with god we've got to work on anything you know it's it's all a process and we got to be willing to put that work in and uh i just wanted to thank you for sharing your testimony tonight and uh being so open, I can't wait till your book comes out so we can uh, get that in the hands of other people out there. I am uh, 
just so excited uh, to see that book and just see all the other things that God is doing in your life. And I know that so many uh, that will hear this interview for weeks and months to come are going to be so blessed that you give them, you know, shared your story, gives them hope that, you know, they can make it too with God on their side. Anything is possible with God. Anything. Amen. Yes, it is. And uh, so is there anything else you would like to add to the interview before we end tonight? Well, I would like to, if it's okay, if I can um, pray for your audience that you have out there today. Go ahead. I just want to say to those, those that are bound up or struggling with whatever, whatever is binding you, whatever is hurting you, um, addictions, whatever you're going through, Jesus wants you to know he loves you. He, he loves you. If you would just give your life to him today, if you confess with your mouth and believe in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you can be saved. I just want to pray with you right now. And I just pray in the name of Jesus, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus. I say thank you, Heavenly Father, for being our Heavenly Father. You sent your only begotten Son, Jesus, who died on the cross for all our sins. And Lord God, we just give you praise, glory, and honor. I pray, oh God, for this audience on Facebook Live right now. I pray for all those that are tuning in to the Voice of Hope today that they will come to the understanding that the hope is in you. What they're looking for is in you. Their healing is in you. Their deliverance is in you. That you are the way maker. That you can answer anything, any concern they have in their bodies, whatever they're struggling with, that you are the answer, oh God. And I pray right now, that person that is bound up and addicted to drugs, I rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus. I bind the spirit of addiction uh, and I command it to go in the name of Jesus. Uh, I loose the Holy Ghost over these airways. Uh, I speak life into your body right now in the name of Jesus. Uh, I speak healing uh, in your body. Anxiety go in the name of Jesus. Uh, I speak to cancer and I curse it at the root in the name of Jesus. Be healed, be delivered, and be set free. That mother that feels like they, she lost her children because she is addicted to drugs, I pray in the name of Jesus that she gets her children back huh, as she gets delivered and set free. Huh. That person that is in, behind prison bars, huh, you feel like you can't make it. Huh. I pray in the name of Jesus. Huh. You will not be a repeated offender. Huh. You shall be loosed by the, the, you will be loosed. The shackles, the bondage will be delivered off of you in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you for it now. We thank you for healing, God. We thank you for the healing that's coming forth on these airways that you're moving, you're touching bodies in the name of Jesus. You're loosening shackles right now in the name of Jesus. And we speak to minds, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We rebuke the spirit of mental illness and torment, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We lose healing now. Be healed, be delivered, and be set free. In Jesus' name.
Jesus. Thank Hallelujah. Thank you so much for praying with everyone. I appreciate that. And uh, I know so many others are going to be so blessed by your testimony. Uh, God, yes, yes, amen. Jennifer Allen said, amen, amen. God has a cure for ACM. That's our illness. Yes, he does. And uh, I just pray that everyone out there, uh, you know, takes this prayer that she prayed to heart. That's for every one of us. God still is in the healing, working business. He still does miracles, no matter what you're going through. Some days you may feel like, I can't go through another day, but you can. It's a, You just keep moving forward no matter what. You don't know what this day may be. Turn In the morning, you may wake up, and it may be a rough day. You may be in so much pain, you can't think you can go on. But by the end of the day, you don't know how you know God can work it just takes one touch and then you know you'll be healed and I still claim that I've seen healings and I'll never give up on believing that so just like she has been uh, healed from this addiction many 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 years and it's not an easy thing like she said she was broken neck in a halo in this bad car accident for two years and she still ran for those drugs but God stepped in and she started to follow him and it was a process she had to walk through this process and uh, it took some time but she is living proof after all of these years that God still works miracles and he said all of her Jesus. Yes. Yes, he does. And she, she is living proof. So I want to thank you again, Dr. Renee Woods, for joining us tonight and uh, telling your testimony and just being so transparent. Uh, my brother said, prayer is the key to the kingdom. Amen. 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 That is so true. And uh, I want to mention that too again if you're, Oh, hey, son. Welcome. If you're out there and uh, need and you need to speak with someone, you know, you can reach out here to the Voice of Hope. And, uh, you know, if you have a friend, you know, call a friend. But don't ever feel that you're alone. Reach out to someone. Ask God to send you someone. And uh, there's others out there who care and who's praying for you. So never feel that you're alone, no matter what you're going through. So, I would like to end tonight, as I do all my shows, and I want all you guys to know, if no one has told you today, you are so loved, and whoever you're around, and wherever you're at, do what we're doing today by sharing our testimonies, and spread some hope to those around you, because your testimony could be what brings somebody out of their darkness. The test that you went through, you may have come through it. Don't be afraid to share that testimony. I was always afraid to share the things that I've went through. But I've learned as I've started to share those things, those help someone else that's in that situation 
and help them come out and say, hey, maybe I can't do this. You know, they see you, how far you've come. And, you know, you may still be struggling, but you're working on it. And it gives them hope that they can do it too, just like uh, Dr. Woods here. She's did it. And uh, she's shining her hope, you know, and showing others that through God she can do it. And you can too. So never give up no matter what you're going through. So thank you again, Dr. Woods, for joining us. And uh, at the end of the broadcast tonight, get out there and spread that hope. And uh, till next week, much love to you all. Good night. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Dr. Renee Woods' testimony on overcoming addiction. Uh, I pray that you found hope and encouragement and inspiration through her story. And just remember, you're not alone, that no matter what you're going through, there is always hope. And as I leave you tonight, I want to play a song, and that song is called Waymaker. And just remember that God is a way maker, and with Him, Anything is possible. So be encouraged as you listen to this.
just remember there's always hope so wherever you are in your life right now just remember people do care and I'm praying for you and if you need help reach out to others message the voice of hope I can find you help but just remember with God all things are possible so reach out and don't ever give up Until next time, bye-bye.